the workmen are ready. Once again, the workmen are <clears throat> ready. I want to start off with going to 2 Timothy 2.15. You go there with me. 2 Timothy 2.15. Tell me when you get there, please. <clears throat> the Bible says, if I'm correct, study. Is that the first word there? To show yourself approved. Approved means to be accepted by God's standard. That word there. Study to show yourself approved as a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen? That word workman there. Our title is the workman already. Amen? Now, the word workman there means thinker. Are you a thinker in the Lord? Because if you're not a thinker in the Lord, you can't be a workman. Because a workman is designed to build things. And unless the Lord build the house, then those that labor do what? They labor in vain, right? Amen? So, in order to be an approved workman of God, then you've got to study, which means you've got to meditate, you've got to seek out, you've got to, to knock, you, you've got to do all of that. In order to prove as a workman or as a thinker that needs not to be ashamed. Ashamed of what? Of the way you build it. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Not putting a 45 degree angle where a 90 is supposed to be. Amen? See, a lot of us, we're building our house crooked. And all of us have got to tear out some things and put back in correctly, right? As we study and become more and more proof of God. In order for us to be already workman, a ready thinker, an approved thinker of God. Amen? So the Bible tells us to study and show yourself approved as a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Well, what is it that we're building? Are we building a large congregation or are we building sanctuaries? Sanctuaries. That's what we build. Well, how are we doing this? From within to without. From without to within. Because once the within reaches the without, they both become one. They're known as the microcosm and the macrocosm. Micro, small, us, the small God. Macro is the large God. Amen? The universal God, the creator. We don't serve a God that's in some little corner somewhere that created a few things. We serve a God that created everything. Amen? Now, 
I'm going to back up a minute here and I'm going to deal with this little old man child here because I got to. I got to because that's what the thing is all about. Go to Revelation. I got to deal with him a little bit. Catch some of us up. Go to Revelation 12th chapter, alright? I'm going to go quick. Say amen when you get there. Bible said, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven, 12-1. A woman clothed with the sun, that's the church, clothed with love. The moon under her feet, which is faith. She stands on faith. And upon her head, the crown of 12 stars, which represents the divine purpose of God in man. Okay? Just quick. But what I want you to take note of is the fact that, and she being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. Mm-hmm. Go down to verse 5. And she brought forth a what? Man-child. That's the most important thing in our salvation right there. That man-child. Who was to rule all nations with the rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. Now, theology will tell you that's Jesus Christ. But I tell you that's false doctrine. That's for the unlearned. We're the learned up in here. First of all, the church didn't birth. The woman is the church, and the church didn't give birth to Jesus Christ. First of all, the second thing, they see that word uh, ruled with an iron rod, and they say, well, that's Jesus. Well, at one, but as in Christ, so are we. Now, go to the book. Go to the book. Go to Revelation, the second chapter, verse 26 and verse 27. And watch who's doing that rod of iron also, ruling with the rod of iron also. When you get that, say amen. The Bible says in verse 26 to Revelation 2, 26 and 27, it says, And he that what? Okay, those of us that overcome, and keep my word until the end. Can't be Jesus, because Jesus kept the word. To him will I give power over the what? And he shall rule with them with the what? Rod of iron. There it is. There it is, the man child. Ain't that what Revelation 12 said? That the man child will rule with a rod of iron? See, when you got saved, I told you, you birthed a man child. That's the garment. Now, in order to be a workman, here's what we've got to understand. is the first thing that the book of Colossians 3.2 tells us is to set our affections where? And not on things where? Well, why would it say that? See, I keep drilling that in your head because it's very vital that you understand that. You see? All right? Let's look at it this way. A woman. All of y'all, the majority of you that's grown women in here, done had children, right? Amen? Where did you set your affection at? Where? Where? I would hope so. I would hope so. Thank you, Sister Sandra. I would hope that you would set your affection on the child. In other words, I would hope that you would be watching for that child that you birth all the time. Amen? So Paul says set your affection on things above because that's where that which you birth out of salvation. So in order for you to Stay focused on it and feed it. You've got to keep your affection on what you birthed 
and going up top. Cause those, didn't the Bible say that the man child was taken up because the devil was trying to kill it? And he was taken up before the throne? So Paul said, now you've got to set your affections on where that thing is that you birthed, that baby that you birthed. You've got to set your affection there. Just like a woman, when she birthed and her child is delivered, she sets her affection on that child and she watches that child everywhere he goes, if she's a good mother. Now these things out here nowadays, I don't call them good mothers. Because I almost ran over to a little child the other day, you know, where the mama on the phone. On the most stupid phone. And then another at Walmart just ran right out in front of the, the car. Come straight out of Walmart and both it. Could have got killed. See, that, that, see, see, if we don't set our affections on things above that man child, then we're going to destroy that baby. And then when, when that baby gets grown, we ain't going to have nothing to step into because, see, that's what we birthed that we've got to step into. The workmen are ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? Y'all following me so close, so far. Now let's go over here to the main text, Exodus. The 35, 35th chapter, starting at verse 30. Our title is, The Workmen Are Ready. Amen? Yes, sir. Exodus 35, starting at verse 30. Now there's going to be a lot of breaking down here because it's a whole lot right here. I mean a lot. And since I don't want to do justice to what's here, and I want to do God a good job, I'm going to do my best to cover as much of this as I possibly can. Is that all right with you? The word says, verse 30, And Moses said unto the children of Israel, The children of Israel is those that shall be soldiers of God, or who shall rule as God. That's the church, us. We're all Israel. We became Israel through the tribe of Judah. Praise. Because Jesus came through the lineage of Judah. And as in Christ, so are we. So we are out of the tribe. We are the Israelites out of the tribe of Judah, which means praise. Amen. Don't let nobody take your heritage from you and put it over yonder somewhere. No. We, we are Israel. Don't you ever let nobody fool you. When I say we, I'm talking about the church from day one. Did you not know that the Jew was born from Abraham who was a heathen? The Jew came out of Abraham, a heathen. We're Jews because once we were heathens, but now that we took Christ on, we became Spiritual Jews. Make sense to you? I'm teaching you word. I'm teaching you where they won't teach you that nowhere else. I'm te we're teaching the mystery of God here. Now watch this word. Moses is the, the deliverer. He said unto the church, Israel, See, the Lord hath called by name Bezaliel, the son of Uri, the son of Ur, of the tribe of Judah. Watch this. The son, or Bezaliel, is the protection of God. And 
The protection of God is the son of Uri because it builds the fire of God in us. And from the fire of God in us, God brings forth the son of Er, which it builds the pureness in us. And what happens is, is that takes us and brings us into a place called the tribe of Judah. So here's what's happening here. When we get saved, we come under the protection of God. Y'all agree with that? And being under the protection of God, God is able to bring us to a place of, uh, of the son of Uri, you know. And the son of Uri means that it begins to, the protection of God brings us to a place where the fire of God begins to purify us. It's called refining. Amen. So when we get saved, we come under the pure uh, of the uh, authority of God, the protection of God, the covering. God's fire from his spirit begins to work on us. To burn out all the impurities in us that sin has brought forth. And as the pure impurities are burned out of us through the spirit of the living God that's in us, then what happens is it absorbs us into the tribe of praise or the fellowship of praise. Amen? You see, until sin is out of our life, or should I say, the more sin that's out of our life, the more we are to be absorbed in praise. That's why praise is so important to go to another level. As we leave sin, we come into praise higher and higher, from faith to faith to glory to glory. Are y'all following me? The workmen are ready. Now, so, in verse 31, the word of God says, And he hath filled him, Bezaliel, the, those that are under the protection of God, he hath filled them with the Spirit of God. In what? Wisdom and understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. That word workmanship means all manner of service. Didn't the Bible say study and make yourself fool? As a workman, a thinker that needs not to be ashamed. What did he say God did here? God says he did in, 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 in verse 31 here, in Exodus 35, 31. And he hath filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and in knowledge and all manner of service work. Workmanship means service. So whatever we do, We've got to study and make ourselves approved in order to be able to accomplish what we're trying to build, and what we're trying to accomplish or build, right? Amen? So, verses 32, and it says, And to devise curious works, to work in gold, which is the spirit. God teaches us how to work in the spirit realm, right? And in silver, which is... God teaches us how to get revelations from him, right? And in brass, which is judgment. See, we've got to learn how to make a judgment call on what it is that we need to do and how we need to do it, right? So God has to skill us in spiritual things, in his revelations, and in the judgment of how we go about dealing with this thing because in verse 33 it says, and in the cutting of stones. To set them and in carving of wood to make any manner of cunning work. Well, God is telling us to do some stuff here. First of all, he says, 
He talks about the cutting of stones. You see it there? Stones represents what? Our thoughts. So God has to teach us how to cut out spiritual thoughts from this nonsense that we like to do. You know these old worldly things that we like to do? It takes us some time. God wants us to be able to cut those thoughts of him out of this life that we're living in that deals with the good, the bad, and the ugly. He wants us to cut them out, and then he said, you got to know how to read it on, set it. See, when you're building something, you got to know how to set it and where to set it. Right? Well, you'd be crazy to sit the pulpit back there in the back and have y'all facing this way. Wouldn't that be stupid? Hmm? I'll sit the praise team out there and y'all in here. That would be stupid, right? Hmm? Or how about setting a cart before the horse and say, go. Like, okay, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave it alone. But y'all catch what I'm saying. Talk about go. Mule in the back. Wagging up front. You got to be able to set this thing the way it's supposed to be set. Or what about if you put the head on the foot? Or the backside on the face? How about that? A lot of people make a you-know-what out there say. How about that? Huh? Can I just talk to you? Huh? Am I right about it? Yeah. But y'all understand what I'm talking about here. He said, now, what you need to do is you need to understand how to cut these thoughts out of your mind that belong to God, and you need to know how to set them. Set them where? In that thing that's up top. Because that's what you're building, workmen. Amen? That's what you're building now. And if you don't build it right, the same thing you burn will destroy you. Because it won't let you in it. Because you, you ain't built it right. You understand? Know It'd be like trying to get a square hole in a pig. It won't work. You know, it won't fit. But we do things all the time that don't fit. And we call it God. I just ought to just sit down. Don't we all? And then we put God's name on. Don't we? Don't we all? I can't hear you. Don't we all? Uh-huh. See? See how many times it takes you to tell the truth? And you still don't want to. But we all do it. Don't we? Don't we miss saying? I ain't calling you out. I'm just, amen. That's all I'm trying to get is amen. Because we do that, you know. We cut out stones and we, God say, now you got to put that. We take what we're supposed to be giving to God. We done cut out a spiritual thought. Now we done took it down. See, that's what the church has done. That's what preachers have done. They've taken this word and made it physical. And all preachers preach about is your relationships and your problems, they'll never teach you how to get out of them. You get out of them by setting your affections on things above 
and not on things of the earth. When an airplane is in turbulence, how do it do it go down or do it rise up? It go above it. Now what they doing is they preaching out here your stuff that's going to keep you pushed down on the turbulence. Right. He says now, I need for you to cut these stones, 33, and set them. And in carving of wood, that means that you got to know where the strength needs to be. You see, in a building, there are structures, columns, places that makes the thing strengthen. You understand? So you got to know where to place these strong points that you have when you're trying to build a building. Okay? The strong, the, you see, everybody got weak points, everybody got strong points. You, 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 you take people and you use them where they're strong at. Not where they think they're strong at, no. It's my job to know. It's your job to study, make yourself approved, so that you will know where to place those spiritual thoughts in that man-child of yours that you're supposed to be setting your affections on so that you can build that. Amen? And build it correctly. Are you with me? All right. See, it's more to this than just tell your neighbor now. It's more to this thing. There's a whole lot more to it. It's work involved in this. See, God looking for some ready workers because after all, they were over here in Exodus. What they were doing was they were building what? The sanctuary. And it ain't no physical sanctuary. It never has been. It was always a spiritual sanctuary. Because by building what's inside of us, we feed it to that that we burn. Because it's still connected with us. The only time it will become unconnected is when we die. That's the only time. And then that which is in us goes to live inside of it. If we build it right. Just trying to help you. As to why it's so important to set to affection on things above. You know how the mind is. It always wants us to think about things down low. All the time. That's the way of the world. That's why we got to run like the dickens from it. Because it'll have you messed up. But now, notice all this came out of the tribe of Praise, right? Judah. Remember up there in verse 30? It all started with the tribe of Judah, which is the tribe of praise, right? Go to Ephesians uh, 5, 19 and 20. See, we're talking about building this sanctuary. What do you build it with? Look what God tells us to do. Are we there? God tells us here, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart, which is in your mind, to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It didn't say some things, did it? It said giving thanks in all things, right? That's not an easy thing to do, is it? Now, y'all know that's not as easy. See, see, it's easy to read this stuff, but it's difficult to do it. 
if you're real about it. See? Because I'm not giving thanks to God when my blood pressure got my head by the bus. I'm, huh? But it said give thanks at all things, didn't it? I don't want to give thanks to God when I'm broke. So, I don't like it, so I don't be broke. Right? Because I know that I ain't going to give thanks to God when I'm broke. So, I don't want to be caught sinning, so I don't be broke. Make sense? Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. I just told you you got to know your shortcomings. It's like be, be, be thankful, not in some things, but be thankful in all things. So if I know what I'm doing in my life that I can't be thankful to God for, then I best not be doing it. Now I got another challenge. Because there are some things that I don't need to do, but I want to do. And it's pulling at me. Now, it might not do y'all like that. See, y'all might not have that problem. I don't know. Y'all, huh? See, y'all, yeah, perfect. See, y'all might be perfect. I'm not. See, I got what they call issues. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got issues. But guess what? So, I know that with my issues, I can't give thanks to God. So, what do I do with my issues? I don't fool with them. I quit, stop fooling with issues. That's why I don't preach on issues. It don't do no good. Preach to me, preach to you about your, you know what your issues are. You know if you crazy, you crazy. And all that. Now, what do I need to do? What can I do to tell you you crazy with your Marcelette? Tell me. What can I do to tell you Marcelette you crazy? You know that, don't you? You already know it. You carry a gun around, a taser. Waiting the wrong one to just look at you wrong, right? Bad girl, you know. But I'm just saying, in order for her not to use that taser, what does she do? She stay out the way of it, you know. So I'm just using that as an example, you know. I'm just picking it out. That's my friend, you know. I'm a friend. I can pick it up, you know. But all y'all, my friend, I pick it all of you. I don't, you know, I don't take me personally. Just but listen to what God is saying, you know. Just listen to what God is saying. So you see, God tells us that, okay, as we're protected by God, and God places that fire inside of us, and in that fire inside of us cleanses us, it absorbs us into the fellowship of praise, right? So what does Ephesians 5, what was that, 20, what, what was that we just read? Ephesians 5, the fifth chapter, what, 19, what does it tell us to do? It tells us to basically to give a praise in our heart to God, right? So as we become more and more absorbed in that thing, right? And give thanks to God in how many things? All things. All things. Now that's a hard one. Because go over here, but we got to remember something. Go over here to Romans 8, 28. Where it says, I think all things work for the good of those that love the Lord. Who been called in accordance to his purpose. You see, so when we're going through, we might not remember that all things work together. You know what I'm talking about. You know, it's some folk going through in here. It's some folk going through. But 
what we got to do is we've got to remember. We've got to remember that all things work for the good. And that's why in the multitude of counselors dwell safety. Because sometimes somebody needs to talk to us when we can't see beyond our circumstance. Somebody needs to be able to talk to us and tell us, you know, all things, not some things, all things work for the good. See, sometimes we can't see that. See, sometimes we want something and God say, no. Because God always answers prayer. God ain't never answered a prayer that you refuse to answer a prayer. Some people say, well, God didn't answer my prayer. Yes, he did. God answers a prayer in two ways, either yes or no. Oh, you, you get an answer. It, might, it ain't what you want, so you say, well, God didn't answer. Yeah, he answered it. He didn't give it to you. You know what I'm saying? It's the answer. You know? So what happens is, is that we want something. God say, no, we don't want to give thanks. We try to knock the dough down to get it. You know, so we've got to learn, though, that some things we don't need in our life. And then there are other things that we need to wait on God to give it to us. You, you understand what I'm saying? Because when, when God gives it to us, he don't add no sorrow with it. Now, what, when, when, when we go... And we do things without consulting God. And, and that's a big one. But I'll guarantee you, when God opened the door for you to do it, it'll be so much easier on you than it would have been if you hadn't assaulted. Somebody say it's good to, that I waited on the Lord. It's good. It's good that he didn't give me what I thought I wanted right then. Because it was really the devil trying to entice me and trick me into bondage. And one of the greatest bondages that Satan puts us in is financial bondage. Because he knows that we got a thing called, a disease called the I won't. Okay, let me move on. I think I hit a nerve. I think I hit just where I needed to hit. So Romans tells us, Romans 8, 28, tells us that all these things, they work together. According to God's word, according to his word. Now look at Romans 8, 18 then. Mm -hmm. Right there in that same scripture. Because all God is trying to do is tell us something. He's just trying to bless us, that's all. Remember, remember now, he said now, you know, give thanks in all things to God. For in 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, it says, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ, that we give thanks in all things. But man, when I'm hurting, it's hard for me to get thanks. Man, when I'm broke, it's hard for me because I'm thinking about how to get a dollar. Come on, now I can be real up in here. But I still got to figure out a way now to keep my affection set on 
of other things above because it's something that I'm trying to build. And if I ain't careful, what happened is, is that I'll let this thing down here to run out of dollar, keep me from doing my first primary work. Understood? So I got to keep my mind always conscious on my baby. I got to always watch my baby because I don't want my baby to get run out in front of a car because, see, when my baby get grown, it's going to become my parent. Ain't God funny? Ain't he funny? How your baby going to become your parent that you going to step into? That's funny. See, God do things different than us. I know ain't nobody never talked to this before, but that's the way it is. It's in the book. It's in the book. It's in the book. Now, look at Romans 8, 19. Uh, 8, 18. Paul say, for I reckon. Well, I reckon Paul was a southerner because he says, I reckon. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time. Is anybody having some issues? You don't have to raise your hand, but I'm just trying to give you some comfort. That this, whatever it is that you're suffering in right now, the Bible says here that of this present time, this suffering, it ain't worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. See, see, see it ain't even worthy. In other words, it ain't even supposed to be in competition with what I'm to be. If I keep my mind set on things above. While I'm going through whatever it is that I'm going through, down low. Understood? Because it could hit any of us, anytime, any place, anywhere. And I personally would rather lead this congregation and see us all make it to heaven than I would to have 10, 20,000 members and don't but a thousand of them get to heaven. What good have I done? See, 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 my ratio will be better if I can get 100% including me in through the leadership of this Bible. See, I'd rather do that than to have 20,000 on the plane and wreck and don't but a thousand of them live. Rest of them perish. That's not good odds to me. That's, that, 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 that just don't sound good to me. So, here we go uh, back over here to Exodus. Exodus 35, verses 34. And y'all do understand, again, that the protection of God brings forth the fire of God. The fire of God brings forth the pureness in us. And the pureness in us causes us to walk around with that sweet melody. With them hymns and a little song. Just sing a little song when everything go wrong. You see. Whistle while you work. Know while you think. You know, because you're thinking on things above, not on things of the earth. Amen? Watch this word. Verses 
34. And he had put in his heart. Whose heart? The one that's under the protection of God. Bezaliel. Those of us that are under protection of God. He has put in our mind that word heart there means mind. Ain't got nothing to do with this. I told y'all that before. You hear people always talk about this right now. Ain't got nothing to do. It's got mind is the center focus of yourself. The center of your being. That's what the old Hebrews was talking about when they speak about the heart. They was talking about the center of your being. God said, now I'm going to put in the center of you. And he had, 34, put in his, his is those that's under protection of God, in his heart, in his mind, that he may do what? Teach. Wow. That he may teach. Both he and this fellow named Aholiab, the son of Ahishamah, of the tribe of Dan. Well, what does that mean? Not only have God placed <coughs> within those of us, the heart of those of us who are under the protection of God, but God says, I have also placed the ability to teach in Aholiab, the son of Ahishimah, of the tribe of Dan, which means those that have the Father's mind and willing to support with godly judgment. So here's what we've got. How many of y'all know the Holy Spirit means sacred mind of God? It ain't some spooky. It's the sacred mind of God. Okay? That's in Hebrew, that's what, in Greek, that's what it means, sacred. It's the sacred mind of God. So God said, now, not only, who's the teaching? The Holy Spirit, right? So not only have I placed within those that's under the protection of God, but I've also placed this ability to teach in those who have the Holy Spirit, the mind of God within them, so that they can support godly judgment. Amen? Remember I told you that in the multitude of counsel, dwell safety? Now, what, okay, I don't want to be around a bunch of fools trying to tell me when I need some counsel. You understand what I'm saying? I need to be around the support of those that have the mind of God in them. That's, that's all it's saying. That's all it's saying. I don't need a bunch of fools in here trying to teach somebody when they don't have the Holy Spirit in them to teach, because they're going to pass somebody up. Right? Amen? That's why I don't allow any and everybody to come up in here and preach from this pulpit, because it's dangerous. And that's why I don't be running all around to these other places, because if, if I got to go through what I got to go through just to keep you straight here, why would I take you out there to, to get ticks all on you? Because every time you go to these other places, trust me, you're going to get some ticks on you. And now I got to come in and I'm ticked. You know, they get off and start sucking on somebody else. And now I got, instead of me being a preacher, I'm pulling ticks off people and leeches and bringing all the old spirits up in here and all that old stuff. You know what I mean? So my job as a shepherd is to keep y'all, keep my flock together and protect my flock. You don't see a shepherd 
mixing his flock in with other shepherds' flock. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. You don't see that. That's nonsense to me. You know why? Because I saw in the Bible, in the 12th chapter of Ecclesiastes, where it says that you're supposed to be under one shepherd. You're supposed to be running all over the place. That's a bunch of crap. And letting them folks shake you down. Because every time you go somewhere new, you're going to get shut down. Oh, we got an evening service over here. We got one over here. And every time you go to one, you're going to get shut down. Y'all laughing. Y'all must have been to some of them. So why would I, as your shepherd, do that to my people? Tell me. Just tell me that. Why would I do that? Because every time you go out there and I take you to someplace else to, have, to, to, to a so-called uh, fellowship meeting, you're going to pay your money. So if you already paid what little you can pay here, and then, oh, Jesus. And if you're struggling now, you're really going to be struggling if I do that. Huh? I've seen it happen. I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to do that to you, no. No. Why y'all don't do this? Why y'all don't do that? Won't you go do it? We're doing all right. We come to church, we get the word, we go on about our business, and we try to live it, amen? Say what? Go to the house, more live. Amen? Well, what else can you, what else you supposed to do? <laughs> so, so, I mean, you know, God says, now look, I need those that have the Father's mind, the Holy Ghost, and willing to support with godly judgment. That had him in there too. Along with those that's under protection of God. Because all of us are in the same together. Look at verse 35. And, and them he had. Look at it said them. Well, who is them? Those that are under protection of God and those that have the Holy Spirit in them. It's really each individual that has both. Because you can't have one without the other. You know, I don't have one without the other. Verse 35 said, Them hath he filled with wisdom of heart to work all manner of work. So that word work, that means meditations, thinking. And that includes counting the cost when you jump and do something. Okay? Stop getting. Uh, why am I going here, Lord? Stop getting a nickel and losing your mind. <laughs> Every time you get a nickel, you want to go buy something that you can't afford. Let me tell you what a wise person does. Wise people save their money up, hold on to stuff, Find out what it is. You don't need a new living room suit every dad blame one year, two years. That's stupid. Anybody? Don't raise your hand. I'm looking down. Because I'm ashamed for you. For doing that to yourself. When you get a nickel, try to get another nickel. And after you get a few nickels, don't say, I got a few nickels, now I can go and buy it. No, go and buy something 
you don't have to take but one nickel out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or you're going to be right back broke again, looking stupid. I guess I need to go there. I guess I do. Tax season over. I ain't going to ask nobody how much money to... <laughs> I ain't even going to ask nobody that. How much money they save. Tax season. It's stupid. Don't make no sense. Now I'd say he wants us to be workmen. Some sense. Now watch this. He had filled in verse 35. <laughs> he got quiet in it. Why get so quiet up in here? All of a sudden, I was doing all right till I told you the truth. And then it got crazy on me. They went damp on me. It wasn't me. Talk to God about it. I would, that wasn't in the script. <laughs> Get hot at me. It wasn't in the script. It ain't my fault. I'm just a messenger. See, that's what's wrong. We can't be circumcised. I told you, you said give all thanks. You're supposed to be giving thanks. That, that you got cut. Supposed to be. <laughs> You're supposed to be. I know they want to kill me. You're supposed to be giving. <laughs> supposed to be giving thanks in all things. Yeah, you're circumcised, it hurt. But say thank you, Lord. Somebody say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Because I needed that. Because I'm tired of chasing my tail round and round and getting nowhere. It's time for me to. Go northward. I've been around this mountain long enough. And I need to stop doing it because I done got dizzy doing this. Yeah. Rock fall on you. He said, then he hath filled, them hath he filled with wisdom of heart. Mm, wisdom of the mind. Verse 35. I'm in Exodus 35, verse 35. 35, 35. To work all matter of work of the engraver, that's the skill warrior. That's what that engraver is. Skilled warrior. Cause we gotta, we, in order to fight the devil, we got to be skilled, right? In warfare. And of the, the cunning workman, which is the ability to think. So you got to be able to think under pressure when your insanity kicks in. You got to be able to, you know, think. I didn't say it was easy, but I'm, I'm just saying what we got to be able to do because we're building something up top. Watch this. And of the embroider, which is to do a skillful work. So we need to be a skillful warrior with the ability to think in order to do a skillful work for God. Why? Because we're building something up top. You see? So watch this, what we're building. Be closing in in a minute. Right on time. He says, he makes us a skillfully worker and embroiderer in what? Blue. Y'all see that? Purple. Scarlet. And in fine linen. 
What that mean? That's the colors of the priesthood. But it's also royalty. You need to make us kings and priests? All right. And of the weaver, that's the one that's putting this thing together. That's us. Through the leadership and the understanding of God. Even of them that do any work. And of those that devise cunning works. Look, this is what he's talking about here. God is taking. The Lord is taking. And he's pouring this wisdom into our sanctuary. So that we can build the priesthood and the royalty of it within that man child. You understand what we're doing here? That's where the workmanship, all the workmen, that's why, that's why this thing is labeled the workmen are ready. Are you ready to build this thing? Because in order to build it, in order to build that man child from being a child to being a lesser God, of God, a child of God, so that when you're released from here, you've got to step into something. Remember, into the womb of eternity, we preached it here, preached that to you about a month and a half ago, where you're in a womb now called this body to be on this plane. And when you leave here, that which leaves from within you got to go into another body to deal with on that plane. In order for you to deal with life on that plane. All right? Well, you, ain't no flesh and blood going to enter into the kingdom. That's what it say. So you got to have a proper chariot to ride in, you know. And if you don't, then you won't survive. See, you, you can't leave this earth and go through the prince of the air, those malignant spirits, if you're not protected. You got to be escorted up out of here. You, you, you can't get through that. You got to go through that. And if you're not protected, by God, then how are you going to get through it? Because the prince of the air is still going to be there when you leave up out of here. Now you go through there unprotected, watch out what's going to happen. Those malignant spirits are going to take you and drag you right on the head. The angels have got to escort you up out of here. You've got to be escorted. Now we running around here playing church. We need a word, y'all. We need to understand it on what this thing is all about. We live in, this is what we got saved for, eternal life, right? Not to get a new car. Not to get a ring. We got saved for eternal life. We done lost the message. We done lost the message. And it's plain sickening that we would have lost the message the way we've lost it. So what God is pouring into us now, knowing that he has made us kings and priests, he's already did that. So now what we've got to do is build a mansion that's qualified for a king and a priest to live in. Amen? Verse 36, chapter 36, verse 1, and I'm closed. Then worked wrought Bezaliel and Aholiab, 
those that are under protection of God, and those that have the Holy Spirit in the mind of the Father. And every wise-hearted man in whom the Lord put wisdom and understanding to know how to work all manner of work for the service of the what? Ain't got nothing to do with this physical building here. It's got everything to do with this sanctuary within because it's from this sanctuary within you, hear me good, that you are going to be able through the blueprint and the guidance of God and his Holy Spirit that you're going to be able to release what God places in you and penetrate it into that man child. So that when you leave up out of here and you're escorted by those angels, that garment, spiritual garment, that's the man child. You'll step into it. And all in the twinkling of an eye, the Bible says, we will all be changed. That's the word. Just like that. Just like that. In the twinkling of an eye. That's how quick it's going to be. And I tell you, that's an awesome thing. It's a beautiful thing to know God. It's a wonderful thing to know God and understand just to get a glimpse of what we are and what we ought to become and what God is doing in us. It's a wonderful thing to know that this little bit of mess that we're going through down here now can't be compared. When it, it, it can't even be it, it, it don't even supposed to be compared with the glory and the magnificence that's going to be revealed in us in the twinkling of an eye. In the twinkling of an eye. The Bible said we will all not see death, but in the twinkling of an eye, we will all be changed. Amen? Give God some praise. Yes, ma'am, we are. I am. I asked a question. I didn't hear no answer. I didn't, see, I didn't get no response. I know no response. No response. I tell you, we are a blessed people.